0: Hello, welcome to Spotlight. Art for everyone, regardless. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, it's all about spring and Easter, as we major on the return of a couple of two perennials. The Isle of Man Arts Society Easter Art Exhibition, and of course, the Manx Music, Speech and Dance Festival, or as you might know it, The Guild. As always, do get in touch with any creative, artistic endeavours you might be involved in, planning, hoping to create, or would really like to put in the spotlight. Be they poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, drag, literary. Just email me, spotlight at maxradio.com. Or if you prefer direct, Howard Kane with an E at maxradio.com. First this evening, drama. Well, it's never far away from you on the island, and I don't just mean Timwell's sittings. There'll be something on stage somewhere most weeks. The Monarch Festival, forthcoming Easter Festival, of course, smaller venues. And let's not forget the incredible youth talent we have here on the island. And if you need convincing of that, drop into this year's Young Actor of Man final showcase performance at Balakameen Theatre next month. The competition itself has enjoyed a new format this year. Actor and one of the adjudicators for the competition, Tony Eccles, and chair of the Manx Amateur Drama Federation, Sharon Walker, explained more to me.
1: Well, we're doing a new kind of system this year that we have done in previous years. It used to be the process of having two contrasting monologues, which you would learn yourself and you would deliver them to um, an adjudicator and you'd be judged on that. And then you'd go through to the final of which you would then perform those monologues again and the winner would be crowned. And that was always the kind of the way that's when I did, when I took part in The Young Actor Man, that's how I did it. Um, However...
2: There's been a a huge shift in the way that young people engage with (laughs) theatre. And very much so, the feedback that we had, just because numbers were were sort of dwindling, were that... um, children didn't like or young people didn't like the idea of standing up and being judged for a particular performance so we've looked at a different way of doing it this year with working with a a workshop approach so that uh, young people have the chance to show the adjudicator what they're capable of in terms of developing a character as well as actually performing. And the performance itself is much more of a group performance rather than an individual as such, as Tony says, just standing up and delivering a monologue. It very much lent itself to people who were able to go and have private drama lessons um, and didn't really feel very inclusive for people who couldn't do that. And this way we have managed to encourage people from all different levels of experience in in respect of drama to be able to come and participate
0: so it's less of a sort of an exam situation it's more of a slightly more cooperative slightly sort of more less formal is that the idea then
1: exactly yeah and it the workshop kind of process if you will Mm -hmm. um, allows the individuals not to worry about their lines they're not to worry about um, getting the thing right or doing it the way they practice, to rehearse, but it gives them a lot more freedom of expression to workshop a, a part or a, an idea. Actually, act opposite another actor. I mean, there are there are some incredible actors who can deliver a monologue, but you put them in a scene, and it almost seems quite stilted and wooden because they're not engaging with the other actor, which is obviously a huge part of the art form. So this kind of this new workshop approach really is a really exciting, new, innovative way in a in that kind of competition. Now, what about process? age
0: range and such like? I mean, what sort of ages are we talking about for, for young so actors? So the, the actors age range
2: is between 13 and 19. I guess the other thing, a really important point to note is actually the way that people are being auditioned for for theatres and drama schools now. It's that people aren't being auditioned in that traditional way of just standing up and performing a monologue. Schools want to see that people are able to develop a character and take it uh, and make it their own so this is a really good opportunity for them to experience that yes there is a young actor of man at the end of the competition but this time it's much more around the focus of being able to work with some very talented people on being able to develop those characters
1: absolutely and when i back in the day when i auditioned for drama schools and did all the kind of the rounds of that process it was very much a oh they're going to ask you to do a monologue these are the ones I've prepared but as soon as you get in the room they tear it to pieces they ask you to do all sorts of crazy wonderful things that you've never really worked towards and if all you can do is say those lines in the way that you've rehearsed and they ask you to do a million other things with it they are sometimes unbelievable things (laughs) I can't believe they were asking me to do it um it's it do, it is a bit of a shock to the system, but like any actor, you need to be you need to adjust, you need to adapt, and be flexible within the kind of that imaginary world.
0: So, how do people actually get involved then, Sharon? I mean, I don't know, is it sort of too late for this year? If people are thinking they're interested in drama and they may be doing something and they're thinking this might be a way forward for me?
2: So, the entries for the competition this year have closed, but we the, the way that the weekend is working is that on the Sunday afternoon there is a performance for all the competitors, where the, the, the Young Actor of Man will be um, announced. And we'd like people to come and watch. There's a small charge um, to, to come and watch at Balakameen Studio Theatre on Sunday the 8th of May at 1pm. 1, 1 if people are really interested in getting involved, I'd really encourage them to come and, uh, and watch that performance and see the sorts of things that we're, we're doing. Um, and when next year's Young Actor of Man comes around, then absolutely come and apply.
0: And the standard is very high. I'm sure you've seen a lot of this, Tony, as well. What what drew you in, do you think? What you, what drew you into acting in the first place? And uh, what do you think oh, you get out of it? I, I
1: don't think we've got time for that, Howard. Um, <laughs> um, but I I first heard about The Young Actor of Man when I was at Balakameen High School. And I'd just done my first school play there. And um, a wonderful drama teacher that I had called Chris Mabry, he's in a lot of the amateur dramatic productions over here, and um, Suggested it to me, and I'd never really heard of it before. I was very new to the kind of acting scene over here, and it was a simple thing of you do some monologues and you perform them, and this is the this is a kind of a competition and I was from a very sporting background, so as soon as you said competition, you know I was in but what a monologue was or how to deliver a monologue was a, was completely alien, and I think that's the stumbling point that we're we're seeing more now. I had to find private acting classes and go through there and develop and work on these kind of two contrasting pieces that were found for me and through uh, Jackie Hawks and she was wonderful and she helped me loads and it was amazing. But luckily, I was in a situation where I could have afford afford those classes and spend time and develop in that way rather than just kind of turn up and have fun workshop different roles try different things rather than preempt everything it was just a kind of i think this is a much more exciting and fun less stressful way of finding the young actor of man And I think
0: that's a really important way to actually look at it, because I think, A, a lot of people are put off by exams, aren't they? And B, if they're anything like me, I always think, oh, God, everyone's going to be better than me. And if you're actually allowed to show yourself, rather than just have to do your set piece, actually sort of be yourself and relax into being yourself and working with others, it's amazing how much it draws out of people rather than just
1: doing set piece, that's it. Absolutely. And if you're doing a scene with someone else, you want them to be good, you know, and in a competition... I speak from experience. You're kind of horribly hoping that they, if they forget the lines or mess up, then you know that's going to do you an advantage. But in this, it's much more a supportive atmosphere. Of well, if they do, are they? If they are performing this scene well with me, that's only going to make me better, and it's actually going to help the whole workshop and the production side. And that's why I think it would be really great for more people to come. It's not going to be that competition or the kind of the guild type sit down someone gets up and does a monologue round of applause next person up it's going to be an actual production it's going to be a piece of theatre that you can watch and not even think it was a competition and it will be enjoyable to watch it'll be enjoyable to take part in and i think it'll just be a really good experience
0: that performance again sunday the 8th of may for the final of the young actor of man for 2022 it's at balakam theater there is a small charge but it's a great way to see the standard of acting among our young people and see if you or someone you know wants to get involved in the competition for next year in which case you can get more details from the madfa website just go there and head to young actor of man spotlight brought to you by the isle of man arts council now for as long as i can remember Easter has always meant a visit to the aladman Arts Society exhibition, as the walls of my home can attest, with various pieces of art by local artists. Cauliflower no cheese, one of my favourites. This year, the exhibition back with a bang, or should that be a splash. Secretary of the aladman Arts Society, Linda Quirk, told me the exhibition has been around almost... As long as I have.
3: It has, Anna. Doing a little bit of research to come in today, I found that the um, first Easter exhibition was in 1964. Wow. Which is quite an achievement, I think.
0: I don't think I've been to all of them, but I've certainly been... (laughs) I certainly must have been to them in the 1970s, without a doubt,
3: Right, OK, uh, that's without
0: great. A doubt. So what actually happens then? So it is an open exhibition, so these are all Art Society members, are they?
3: Yeah, so we've got about 350 members at the moment. Um, some are active, some are passive. Um, we had last year about 92 uh, artists who brought along submissions, which gave us 327, if I remember right, uh, submissions uh, of artwork in all different mediums. We've got oils, pastels, uh, watercolours and then 3D work so we have some ceramics. Uh, It's a very, very diverse selection. And is it
0: sort of curated as such? Do people have to say what we're going to have? Are we going to have a mix of this and that? Or is it basically do you want to exhibit and what would you like to exhibit? Uh,
3: generally, it's a it's a complete surprise on the day, which is which is lovely and a little bit terrifying. <laughs> Just because uh, it's quite a jiggle around to fit in that many exhibition uh, pieces. Uh, and the difficulty is not knowing whether you're going to get 10 or whether you're going to get 400. So it's it's quite exciting for the organisers. Oh,
0: I bet it is one way or another. The Society itself, again, has been around for a long time. So it, it is... I think, a real broad range, is it, of ages and interests and people have been there for ages and, and new people coming along all the time?
3: It is. Um, particularly during COVID, we've seen an increase in members. Um, often people at home have found some creative outlet um, and they've decided to explore how they can carry that forward on the island. Uh, and we're lucky that they found us. And coming along to join, uh, coming along to the society, we've got uh, our own hall, Ty Ellen, in Uh, Douglas. It's a lovely space, yeah. Yeah, um, and we're very lucky to have uh, a big space for people to use. People bring along their own work, painting, drawing. We have some classes there for life drawing, for clay. Uh, Anna Klukas, fantastic tutor, comes in and teaches. Otherwise, people can just do their own thing and have a social, and there's many members that have been there throughout the years who've got great friendship going, and um, I think they continue uh, on that basis, that it's it's lovely and social. We see all sorts of people coming along. Some are very well known um, artists on the island. Uh, we're very lucky to have Peter Hersey, who's donated a raffle prize this year. So um, he's done a fabulous oil painting, um, and right through to people who come along um, just just to tinker, just to have a little bit of a chill out and a well-being session, and get out of the house. Art is in the eye of the beholder, after all, so um, everyone likes something different, and that's the fantastic thing about the art exhibition, is there is somebody, something for everybody to look at and to appreciate uh, in, in all different mediums.
0: So a little bit more about the exhibition then, so uh, where is it actually taking place this year and when?
3: Uh, So, uh, we're very pleased to say we're back at Easter. Uh, Covid uh, made us drop off for one year. Um, year, We were lucky to have the Superbank holiday uh, at the end of last year um, to have an exhibition, Uh, but we're really pleased that we're back at Easter now. Um, We're at the Villa Marina Arcade in Douglas, which uh, has hosted the exhibition in the past. I think it's... uh, back in 2015, yes, and then definitely. the previous oh. five years to that, I think, running there. We're open 10 till six every day, um, so Friday the 15th to Monday the 18th, um, and welcome anybody. It's free admission, so come along.
0: And we should say, or at least certainly in the past, Quite a number of the artworks will be for sale.
3: Absolutely. Um, There's a few people who, few artists who like to bring along some items to show off, if you like. um, And they're not for sale. They're some usually fabulous items. Um, And then generally most pieces are for sale, varying from very low prices to, um, you know, something for the more discerning customer.
0: Oh, the, definitely the age. I can say that for certainty because I've bought various pieces over the <laughs> years, and uh, yes, my pockets aren't that deep. <laughs> uh, but as you say, there's something for all pockets here, literally from a few pounds right up to yeah, maybe a thousand pounds or more for some of the very yeah. well-known artists. But equally, again, when you look at it and you think the amount of time that goes into any of the artworks, and then most of them will always be exhibited framed. Uh, and some of the the pieces I've picked up and I'm thinking, if you take the frame out or you take the cost of framing and then the work that's gone into it, that must be about 5p an hour or otherwise. Absolutely,
3: (laughs) yeah, it's very difficult and we do get some artists coming along, particularly sort of first-time exhibitors who ask for help in the pricing. Uh, It's very difficult and we try not to to get involved because it's really hard.
0: And of course, like a lot of these things, the show itself uh, will be helped out by a sponsor?
3: Yeah, we're really delighted that uh, Ramsey Crew have again sponsored us this year um, they came in and uh, provided uh, an excellent preview evening uh, when we held it at Braddon last year. We're really excited that it's in the uh, Villa Marina Arcade and looking forward to the preview evening that it put on, so we thank them for their support again.
0: And you can get further information by emailing Society at manx.com net if you'd like to get involved or perhaps start a painting career yourself lots of support available the wonderful voice of the winner of the Cleveland medal in 2018 Paul Costain the medal has long been seen of course as the blue ribboned event of the Manx Music Speech and Drama Festival or Guild, the title by which I've known it all my life. You have as well, probably. The chair of the festival, and Clark, told me the Subrake has been around a little longer than that.
4: It's had that title since it started. I don't think you've been around since 1892. (laughs) (laughs) But it was originally the Fine Arts Guild. That's how it started. And... uh, uh, the mother of Manx music, Miss M. L. Wood, asked if some choirs could sing at the one in 1892. And that's how it started, with a two-day festival then. And it's grown over the years to be the eight-day festival that it is now.
0: And 130 years. It's amazing, really.
4: Yes. Um, we managed to soldier soldier on through two world wars and we were defeated by covid We've missed two years by a virus, which is very sad, but this is our 130th year.
0: Here we are in 2022 now, and we are back with a proper full-scale guild.
4: Yes, we are. We're back with a bang. We've got several new classes. We've got an Anything Goes class, which should be extremely interesting.
0: That does sound dangerous, yes. Anything.
4: Well, (laughs) um, not that. (laughs) but anything else (laughs) Um, it's on the theme of ABBA and you can do anything you like speech, dance, singing, anything Um, and you can have your own backing track if you want or produce your own music so it should be really, really good and I think we've got about five entries for that so that should be very varied and uh, I can't wait to see that
0: That's marvellous Is the comedy class going again?
4: Yes, the comedy class is on the Saturday night, okay. Saturday night, the 30th of April, uh, because Cleveland night, Friday, is standing on its own. It's the, just the Cleveland medal competition and, of course, John Owen Jones on the Friday night. So that's
0: a new twist to the Cleveland, isn't it? Having, having sort of a, a, what would you call it, a sort of a, a star adjudicator?
4: Yes. Um, well, as you know, classical singing is not as popular as it used to be. A lot of people will remember the days when it was standing room only in the Royal Hall. And, well, not so many will remember, but the trains and the buses were held back until the, the evening was finished. But those days are gone. And unfortunately, classical singing is certainly not as popular as it used to be and we're not getting the audiences, and we do really need to fill the Royal Hall. So this year, as well as the uh, Cleveland Medal Competition, which is the pinnacle of the Guild, when our best singers will perform to win the Cleveland Medal, um, we're introducing a West End and Broadway singing star, John Owen Jones, who is absolutely wonderful to give the evening an extra boost. But
0: as you say, times have changed a lot in 130 years. And I suppose it's, on the one hand, the Guild needs needs to keep its sort of foot in its roots. People like it to sort of be traditional. But as you say, taste change, times change and you have to sort of think about different classes and different forms of entertainment.
4: Yes, we do. Um, When you look back at the old programmes, there are some things which are absolutely mind-boggling. There were four-part sight-singing classes for uh, a choir. We could bring that back. (laughs) Yes, which would mean that a choir would have to sight-sing straight away. Um, And they did. There were big classes for this several choirs and uh, solo sight-singing and that's all gone now because people can't do it uh, they're not taught to sight-sing anymore uh, Miss M. L. Wood was a great uh, believer in the tonic sol-far system um, which hardly anybody uses now yeah, and uh, that's right but I do think it might be an idea to bring back uh, choir sight-singing <laughs> the string classes are big this year Um, they go up and down the music classes. The piano is always well-supported. Strings used to be very thin on the ground, but now we've got a lot of strings and we've got a lot of wind instruments as well. They're very well-supported and the junior singing is amazing. We've got a new class for uh, songs from the musicals for years three to eight and we've got 38 children singing songs from shows which will be lovely but that has meant that the traditional children's singing classes don't have as many in What, what about swings spoke- and roundabouts
0: it is swings and roundabouts spoken word is that still popular
4: yes very popular very popular indeed and the manx classes are very popular um Manx Bible reading, Manx dialect.
0: And that's, again, something which has almost sort of gone full circle because, again, in the older programmes that I remember looking at, the Manx classes were very big. And then it sort of petered off for quite some time. And now, here we are in 2022, it's become popular again.
4: Yes. Well, I think the Manx language has had a resurgence, hasn't it? And uh, as well as the T.E. Brown class, which has been popular, we've got classes for Manx authors now. So you can pick any Manx author you like. Uh, dialect or not, and uh, there's a class for that.
0: And of course there's also the one we were talking about just before we uh, started recording we were talking about, there's a, a news reading class now as well.
4: Oh yes. Hmm. yes. That's got quite a few entries. Uh, nobody from Manx Radio I noticed. <laughs> but... <laughs> people,
0: people are very worried about their reputation.
4: <laughs> well you couldn't afford not to win could you?
0: <laughs> no, you can, you'd never live it down would you? If you were beaten by a six year old. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes, there are junior news reading classes and senior news reading classes as well. So that, that should be interesting that sorts them out and the sight reading class has got a new twist this year previously you had a few minutes oh, to, yes, to look. look at it but now you will go on the stage and the piece of paper will be thrust into your hand
0: no pressure then <laughs> <laughs> so uh, give us the the dates of the actual guild for 2022 then when's it all gets uh, get well up and it going?
4: starts on the 23rd of april and it finishes on the 30th of April. And the first day is packed with dancing and then in the evening we have brass bands.
0: Oh, terrific. Yeah. And so people can people turn up on the door Do they need to pre-order tickets? or?
4: Yes, we do have a new system for tickets now. We've got a £5 day ticket, which lets you in for all day and in the evening except for Cleveland Night, which is £15. Or you can get a season ticket. Uh, We are sponsored again by Dandara, who have been extremely helpful to us over the last few years. They don't only help us with sponsorship, they help us with graphic design and all sorts of things like that. They've been really superb. And we have had other donations as well, which are very, very welcome.
0: The Guild, where would the island be without it? Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to manxradio.com and download the Spotlight podcast and listen at your leisure. Drop me a line with any artistic thoughts or ideas, stay creative, and I'll see you next week. Happy Easter. Cheerio.